0: From the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, macular folds. That fold has actually shifted the whole retina uh, into an abnormal position. First this. You're enjoying, as seen from here, the landmark podcast from the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, launched way back in February of 2005. Why not enjoy some of the other ASCRS offerings, including the ASCRS Symposium in Congress, the meeting to end all meetings in ophthalmology, or the ASCRS Winter Update, where you can meet one-on-one, with some of ophthalmology's most important leaders in a beautiful setting. Or see the future of ophthalmology at ISpace MD, the global ophthalmic classroom brought to you by the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. If you're a resident, check out openophthalmology.com, an extensive lecture series on clinical optics. And remember, residents and fellows can join the ASCRS at no cost. But please, don't do any of these things until you've enjoyed this episode of As Seen From Here. When I think of clinically relevant topography, I naturally think of the cornea. Roger Wang, my guest today, studies topography a lot further posteriorly than that. He has just published a study on macular topography, specifically macular folds, types of folds, their natural history, and our expectations when patients present with this pathology. What is the typical etiology of macular folds?
1: Okay, so um, the retina seems to have an an inherent ability to stretch. Um, so, because uh, after retinal detachment surgery, the patient will uh, posture in one way or another or eventually it will definitely uh, stand up or sit up, due to gravity, what will happen is the retina will drag and if we've not actually gotten rid of the subretinal fluid adequately uh, and you know, have sat, and sat the patient up uh, too quickly, for example, especially now that we do day case surgery, um, these folds can occur. And it seems to drag the retina down usually, uh, and it causes this, uh, if it's mild, it causes a bit of a ripple in the retina, Uh, and if it's bad enough, it can cause a kind of a taco shaped uh, fold uh, around the the junction of the retina where it's actually detached and and, uh, attached.
0: And how common are macular folds?
1: Um, There's a paper out there, uh, quite an old paper, looking at sclerobuckling, and they looked at um, uh, consecutive series, and they they found about 2 to 3%. Um, there's not a, a natural history study in terms of um, uh, the new era in terms of vitrectomy uh, for retinal attachment. So it's probably more common than we actually uh, think that it is. Um, yeah, if you, now that we have OCTs, if we do uh, OCTs in all the macular detachments, I would suspect a lot of them will have some sort of mild flow fold uh, in terms of ripple folds, taco folds. are probably not as common, uh, but we do see them. There are isolated case reports that have been uh, out there, but uh, probably more common than we actually admit.
0: If left untreated, what's the natural history of macular folds?
1: Um, so uh, from this study, we can see uh, that taco folds and ripple folds uh, seem to uh, resolve spontaneously uh, quite successfully. Um, And There are also other case reports that actually show that uh, even a very, very bad taco fold would would actually stretch itself out and then flatten itself. Um, There is a paper uh, referred to um, from uh, Hayashi et al., a scleral imbrication study um, from IOVS, and they looked at uh, artificially folding the retina. Um, and they found that uh, photoreceptors actually apoptose uh, and possibly cause visual loss. And we found that um, vision actually wasn't that bad, and there was obviously a deterioration, may it, may it just be the retinal attachment, um, but um you do have a bit of deterioration, but the alternative is to possibly do uh, interventional uh, therapy, which may or may not actually be uh, favorable. And then the ripple folds actually uh, will will go away quite quickly. The problem is uh, displacement folds. we don't know what happens. it seems to get stuck uh, and and I don't know. we don't, really don't know what the uh, best management for that is really.
0: You mentioned therapy for macular folds what What is conventional therapy for macular folds?
1: Um, so conventionally, I think probably most people will watch it conservatively and, and do no further uh surgery. Um, there are isolated reports, again, case reports where people have tried to re the retina, thinking that it can actually have some memory and it will go back to where it was. Some people have re-detached it and, caused, uh, and forced it to try to unfold itself um, using some sort of sweet technique or massage technique. Um, it seems to flatten out, but we don't really know if it's actually better than uh, just leaving them alone. Um, but So conservative management is probably more of the conventional therapy at this stage.
0: Roger, what question did your study seek to answer?
1: Um, it's really looking at uh, consecutive series in terms of looking at uh, cases, how they progress uh, in terms of natural progression of the folds. Um, uh, we were able to kind of distinguish different types of folds uh, and then really looking at what happens if you do leave them alone uh, in terms of outcome uh, do they have a uh, visual loss or, or extensive visual loss to, because of the fold, or, or do they actually uh, have a good result?
0: Can I get you to describe the design of your study?
1: So it's a prospective case series. Uh, we looked at uh, each case um, of retinal detachment that that actually uh, developed retinal folds. Uh, over 12 months, we did serial OCTs uh, on these retinal folds and see, saw how... Uh, these retinal folds uh, uh, settled down um, and really looked at just the progression of it and uh, and the clinical outcome in terms of uh, how it looked uh, clinically also in terms of visual outcome uh, of these patients at the end of the day.
0: And what did you find? What were your results?
1: Um, so we grossly kind of uh, described three types of fold. Uh, folds. Uh, one was a taco fold, which I was talk- talking to you uh, a little bit uh, earlier about, where there's a obvious and distinct fold uh, where the detached retina, uh, at the junction of the detached retina and attached retina, uh, it seems to fold right over uh, and, and, and it forms this um, kind of um, severe fold right right usually in the center of the retina. Uh, the ripple folds, were, which are more subtle, uh, these are usually um, more picked up on the OCTs, uh, where you have an inner retinal uh, ripple, uh, which is kind of an undulation, and then underneath that, you can get outer segment uh, disturbance, where there are little clumps of what looks like uh, photoreceptors uh, that have actually clumped up and, and, and detached from the RPE, uh, and the outer retinal uh, changes seem to disappear. Uh, quicker, uh, followed by the inner retinal changes, um, and, and, and it does flatten out eventually. Um, and then there's also a displacement fold where the whole retina actually displaces, uh, usually downwards be- due to gravity, uh, and that shifts the whole fovea uh, uh, inferiorly, causing them uh, really intractable dyplopia. Um They may have a fold on the very, very bottom, Um, it's more like a macular translocation uh, that was actually uh, not uh, designed uh, to be done as macular translocation.
0: On that same theme, uh, uh, as you mentioned, spontaneous resolution of macular folds may result in a retinal translocation. Can I get you just to flesh that out a a little bit more for me? Um,
1: So uh, all folds eventually uh, will probably uh, resolve. Um, So you have a big taco fold it does seem to stretch out um, and 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 flatten itself out, but the problem with uh, translocation or, or the uh, the displacement fold is that 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 fold has actually shifted the whole retina uh, into an abnormal position where um, it's uh, now flat, but unfortunately, it's actually now in the incorrect position, very similar to macular translocation, where you actually have to um, kind of, uh, do four muscle surgery to try to uh, kind of position the macula back to where it's supposed to be. But unfortunately, the other eye is actually seeing very well, so uh, that probably won't actually work very well. So, so the retina actually uh, inherently shifts into, a, in, into an incorrect position uh, and, and therefore causing displacement.
0: From a practical standpoint, Roger, do you use the identification of the type of macular fold as a guide to therapy in your own patients?
1: Um, There's not really a a correct uh, or or a best kind of treatment for these folds. Uh, There are, like I said, uh, different case reports where uh, people have tried different interventions where they've reattached retina with subretinal uh, injection of saline, for example, and sweeping and whatnot. But because there is isn't actually definitive treatment, I don't really um, uh, use these folds in terms of types of folds to... Uh, treat the patient wore. it's more for counseling of the patient and telling them well what will happen at the end of the day uh, because they're, they're obviously distressed with their double vision that they have uh, the distortion and sometimes uh, um, um, kind of an intractable diplopia really so if they have a taco or ripple fold um, uh, you know, they usually do relatively well and just wait and, and, and you see them on OCT and they tend to settle down over time displacement folds are a different matter um, they do have diplopia and you start to think well what, what is you know the best treatment here? Do you counsel them and say, well, try some prisms, although we tried prisms in the past, and that hasn't really kind of uh, improved their vision or their dyplopia. Um Or do you actually go for the experimental and interventional treatment in terms of interge- injection of subretinal cell and re-detachment of retina, and then possibly sweeping it back uh, to place, although there's no evidence that actually works. So um, more studies were probably required uh, to look at how Best to treat these. Uh, certainly, the, the displacement folds, the taco and ripple folds, um, better off just probably leaving them uh, and just using conservative management. Really,
0: do you know why prisms don't work? I mean, it would it, it would stand to reason that it, if it's a translocation of of the of the retina, that that'd be something that could be compensated for by prism.
1: I've asked the orthoptist this as well, <laughs> um, but. It seems as if, as if it, it because it is it is torsional and and it and it doesn't seem to go back to um, it's not a vertical or a horizontal uh, displacement. It's completely a torsional problem. Yeah. And therefore, it, it, it uh, prisms really don't really kind of work. It's just the same thing as uh, probably macular translocation where um, you know a, a prism should work in terms of. Uh, trying to get their diplopia where it's supposed to be, but but it isn't. You have to actually twist the twist the eye back to where it's supposed to sit, where the fovea actually sits around the center. But um, I'm not I'm not a squint surgeon, nor am I a uh, um, orthoptist, so um, that's slightly beyond me. But that's what's been explained to me in the past. So
0: <laughs> Roger Wang, thank you so much.
1: Take care of yourself, Josh.
0: Roger Wang comes to us from the vitreo-retinal service at the Guy's and St. Thomas Hospital National Health Service Foundation Trust at the St. Thomas Hospital in London, United Kingdom. His paper, Longitudinal Study of Macular Folds by Spectral Domain Coherence Tomography, appears in the January 2012 issue of the American Journal of Ophthalmology. Ask questions of Dr. Wang or any of our previous guests or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Write to me with your questions or comments at jyoungmd at gmail.com. As seen from here is a production of the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.